Welcome to Focus Schools podcast series, Leading for Impact. Today, we're working in a specific part of our podcast where we're chronicling the leadership work that we have such a privilege to be around in many districts across the country. And we like to, anytime we can, bring in a practitioner from one of the schools or districts that we work with because we know that's where the work is and they're the most important people and we love celebrating the good work that they're doing. My name is Brett Bishop and I've been working with Focus Schools for over 10 years now. And today I'm joined with my good friend, Kathy Crum, who also works with Focus Schools. Kathy, how are you? I'm well, thank you. And we are both privileged today to be joined by Audrey Williams from Norfolk Public Schools. Audrey, how are you today? Doing wonderful. Thank you. Oh, it's so great to have you here. We're, our podcast today is going to be celebrating some leadership work that Audrey is doing as facilitator of her ILT. And we're going to focus on this instructional leadership teamwork um, and how important it is to achieving the goals for student achievement that schools set. Kathy has been working with Audrey very closely. So I'm going to just turn it over to you, Kathy, and you can take it away. Yes. Thank you, Brett. So, um, you know, when you're um, when you're a trainer and you're working with district d- districts, um, you get the privilege of walking around and being part of conversations at uh, tables with the ILTs and also being in schools. And always a few people sort of um, rise to the surface as, hmm, I think that is a real, a really exemplary young leader there sitting at the table with Richard Bowling Elementary School in a big, in a big room. I, I noticed Audrey, just the words that she said and the way that she talked about students and the way she talked about the work. um, I could tell that um, she was a young leader with lots of promise. And so we, visited in that way. And then I got to be in her school. And of course, it was no surprise to me that within, I think the second year of us working together, she was the chair of the ILT. And so then I got to work with her a little bit and just giving her a little support around that. That's our history. Audrey, tell us a little bit about you personally and your, your in relation to the work with Focus Schools and what you're doing now. Well, <laughs> wow, Kathy, that was a good introduction. <laughs> but I'm Audrey Williams again. I am currently the assistant principal at Larimore Elementary School. So I've been promoted during the pandemic. Fancy that. But I've been promoted during the pandemic. Working with Focus Schools and the ILT team has really been encouraging to me, building my leadership and developing me as a leader because it's offered me opportunities to work and collaborate with so many other educators in the field. And so I'm just grateful that Kathy <laughs> was able to come into my school because she has taught me a lot through her leadership. Thanks, Idris. So tell us, you taught me a lot too. Tell <laughs> us about your experience being part of that ILT back at Richard, Richard Bowling and how that impacted your school in general. Well, at Richard Bowling, when I was um, appointed the new great or ILT chair, um, it was challenging to me at first because I felt overwhelmed. I felt like, oh my God, is one more thing added to my plate uh, because I was in charge of so much things at the school already focusing on instruction. When I was given that role, I, I was, like I said, very overwhelmed. And so when I uh, met Kathy, <laughs> she really calmed me down and just let me know that we can only control things that we can control. We can't control anything out of it and making sure that ILT stays focused on just the instruction. We can't focus on the management and everything else that's going on in the building at the time, but focusing on what we have as our goal for our instructional focus. And so at Richard Bowling, we always focus on reading comprehension. Then we branched off of reading comprehension to see how we were going to actually build reading comprehension throughout the school. Um, so our first focus was visualization. So we worked on visualization. Um, in order for me to get everybody to like buy in, kind of, I had to incorporate all stakeholders. We had to uh, add a parent, add a student, <laughs> add a custodian, and everybody that was involved in it so that 
they all knew that we had this one focus. This is what we're working on. And we're going to focus on visualization. So as we um, met monthly, we also went to um, the district ILT meetings where focus schools helped us out a lot to collaborate with other schools that had the same vision or the same focus in mind as well. Having all of our team together in our schools and our homeschool and making sure they all felt a part of it. Like it was not just my idea. We're all a team and make sure everybody had their say and or make their opinions be made known. And if they did have some of those questions that were not instructional based or not on reading or visualization, what we're working on, I created a parking lot. So they would put their little questions in the parking lot. If you had a question about the fire drill, put it in the parking lot because we're not talking about that right now. Park it and the principal, whoever will discuss that later with you at another time. But we had to focus in on our time that we had together on the focus. <laughs> and, wow. that makes sense. and as I'm listening to you and as our listeners are listening to you, I know that they can feel that when you go to an ILT meeting at Richard Bowling, you will be focused on what you're supposed to be focused on. Exactly. And you, yeah. And you really bring up another point too, about how inclusive your group was to include the custodian and secretary and all the all the people that needed to be a part of these conversations yet it still wasn't too big and I remember a time when you divided us into groups and I actually got to be in the group with the people that were non-classroom people and it was just so amazing to um to listen to them really understand what we were trying to do and how they could actually be a part of it and talk to the students about it. Cause of course students loved your custodian and he could, he could talk, you know, he would talk the talk with them. So that was really great. One of the things that I remember really well is the day that you um, basically had us all go out like for a little, a little walk around. So can you talk about that day to help us to, I mean, actually, as part of our ILT meeting, something that you did that was really um, a powerful strategy. Absolutely. And so, like I said, we were focused on visualization. So the teachers had a challenge to go back to their grade levels and focus on ways that they can actually incorporate visualization across the board in every subject, every content area, and then create bulletin boards or put things, a work up in their classrooms that will encourage students to use visualization in all their work. So we did a walkthrough to find all the, the excellent work that they were doing to celebrate each other because Normally, when you're in the building, you don't see what's happening in pre-K if you're a fifth grade teacher. I mean, you just don't walk that way. And so for us to get the opportunity to go and see, oh, wow, it started here in pre-K. Now we're in fifth grade and look at the difference between the building. That helped open the eyes that we can do this across the board and everybody can do it at every level in any content area and focus on the, co- the focus that we had for visualization. And we also had another one where we had our classroom libraries. And so we wanted to make sure that every class had that so students were able to read because, again, our main focus was reading comprehension. And we can't encourage children to read if they have nothing to read. (laughs) So we had to make sure that they had classroom libraries in every single room. And so we were able to go around and see how everybody set up their room to make it comfortable for their children to go and read and, you know, use that time to be focused on reading. (laughs) So we had a good time doing that. I'm sorry, I do I just want to, one of the things that's so interesting to me when instructional leadership teams do that kind of visiting that you're talking about, I, I've been on many of those and, and every time I've ever done it, I felt like I've learned so much by going to people's classrooms because there's such creative people to going into the profession of teaching and thinking about how to bring things like, you know, wonderful reading strategies to kids. But the thing that I always found as a struggle as a school leader is to take this wonderful benefit that I got 
by being able to be in the classroom and, and sort of cross pollinate or share it. When you did that walkthrough, you're talking about or, or visited classrooms. How did your how did your team use that information? What did you do with the information that you collected? Well, what they did when they came back from the walkthroughs, they normally discussed all the things that they saw in those rooms and how maybe they wanted to improve some of the things that they were throwing out in their classrooms because maybe they did have a reading center, but maybe it was just a box of books and they went to somebody else's classroom and they had the books on display or it was themed or, and so they were able to create, I mean, use their creative juices to like get more ideas on how to improve whatever they had going on. So it gave them a time to collaborate with each other and then um, build teamwork and get ideas off each other. How can you help me do this? Or how did you do that kind of thing to open up conversation? To me, that's that's like when it when it becomes more than just information exchange, it becomes mm-hmm. like culture building because now right. it's like I'm not in this by myself. Other mm-hmm. people are here to help me. And I, I remember feeling that what a transition that was for me when I was on teams that that, that that culture transition happened where I, all of a sudden I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I'm all alone. That's that's so valuable. Thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. No problem. Yeah. And Audrey, the beautiful thing about it was, you know, our ILT meetings are like 45 minutes every couple of weeks. And um, literally they knew yes, as a leader, you had it set up. So everyone had four or five classrooms to go to, everyone on the team. We went out, we had certain things to look for. We came back and it was, that part was all done in like 20 minutes. And then you had the rest of the time to be able to think about, okay, where are we? What support do people need? And so you, as a leader, took a sometimes an overwhelming concept of, oh my gosh, we have to do a walkthrough. And, you know, right. you, you make it so complicated sometimes that it never, that it actually doesn't happen, but you actually just the idea of including it right into the ILT meeting and mm-hmm. teaching people that that kind of data is really something that the ILT needs to respond to. That was, I just thought that was, was really brilliant. And you got to cover all the classrooms, you know? I know. And it is amazing too, because at first ILT team was very small. Mm-hmm. And the more we started working together, more people started to want us to come. Normally, we just have the grade chairs go out and talk to the team after the meeting is over. And that's another meeting. But now the other teachers are saying, well, let me just go to the original meeting so we don't have to have another another meeting about this. And now we can actually work together to build this one focus and stay on the same track at the same time. So I was very proud of that because a lot of people don't get up early in the morning and then when they don't have to. And so when they found out the meetings were going so well, they did decide to come on to the meetings and just enjoy building together and collaborate together. So that was encouraging. I mean, the ILT for the focus framework and just that that concept is such an integral part of, of what we teach. And I always say that if you have a strong ILT, if somebody comes to you and says, we're going to, we need you to build airplanes, the ILT can, can figure it out. You know, they'll, right. they'll, they'll do the research and figure out how, how to build the airplanes. So now you're in a new position um, as an assistant principal, you got Yay. promoted. So think about, yeah, and um, the promotions are not stopping, I'm sure. But um, thinking about just what you learned from this experience of having an instructional leadership team at your school and, and being the leader of that, just, um, just a, few, a few learnings and things that you've carried on to your next position. Um, well, a lot of things that I've learned is that you have to understand that everybody is different. They have different leadership styles. They have different teaching styles, but they all have a strength. And then we have to find what that strength is and develop it so that they can become the leader they're supposed to be. I take like a lot of time trying to figure out people, trying to figure out what makes you work or what what encourages you. Are you a reading person? Are you the math person? What is it that about you that will make you do more? 
or encourage you or push you to be more than what you think you are because some people are stuck at their level and so it's it's because they don't know what their strength is mm-hmm. and once you find what their strength is and you build on it they can become the leader that they are supposed to be and that helps because once we understand what your strength is we can use your strength to build everybody else up because everybody has something different and then just work it together and makes it all worthwhile. Now this year has been very different because of the pandemic and we've been out of school for a while. And my first year as an assistant principal, I've only been in contact with my teachers for probably three months out of the year um, because they all were at home. (laughs) So it's been very different virtually, but now they're back, I'm picking up on who knows how to do technology? Who knows how to do this? And they actually are working together. When we have our meetings, okay, I know that Mr. Mr. Michaels is the technology guru. If we have a problem, we can go to him and he can help us because you are the reading person. However, we, now we have to do everything over technology. So we need Michaels and the reading person to work together so that we can get a better you know, understanding or help the children academically. So the membership of the ILT has shifted a little bit. Exactly. Um, you know, as it and so pray, prayerfully, we'll all be back in the building next year so we can do more meetings or more, you know, getting to know each other kind of thing. But, but right now we have to do what we can and work off of what we know. What advice, I guess, could you give um, the people who are out there listening and informing an ILT and, you know, just... Just some ideas to get some practical ideas that you could give people about forming an ILT and running and leading an ILT. Well, when you form ILT, it's very important that you include everybody. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody feel like they're an outlier or they just don't matter. Make sure you include everybody because you'll be surprised. You can get some things from a child that you would never get from an adult that will help the whole process <laughs> go um, smoothly. So making sure you include the children because they initially have to do the work. The teachers are doing the work, but the children, if they don't buy in, they're not going to do it. So make sure you include the children, include everybody, all the stakeholders that are involved, like the parents, the grandparents, whoever the guardian is um, of the child, get them involved because that helps motivate the school. I know I send home weekly or monthly newsletters that encourage the parents, this is what we're working on. So they knew exactly what we were working on. If you're at home on the weekend, working on visualization, read a book to your child, don't show them the pictures and let them draw what you're reading to them, like doing different tips. So the parents also know what we're doing in school. So it encourages the child to keep doing whatever it is we're doing, but always make sure you include everybody. (laughs) Don't let anybody just be out there by themselves on the island and encourage everybody, no matter how below you think they are or how important, unimportant you think they are, um, make sure you include them in everything. Yeah, and you bring up a great point because traditionally our leadership teams, um, we think of it as, like you said, the grade chairs and the principal, Mm -hmm. but really the ILT um, is, is, those people can be included on the ILT and typically are, but Mm -hmm. classroom teachers, students, um, you know, when appropriate parents, people that are actually on the ground doing the work, that's what, that's what makes it different as you, as you expand the, the group of people that are really leading the work in the school. So that's a great point that you bring up for sure. 
and building on, on other people's strengths as well. It's kind of different too, because in the ILT situation, typically we um, recommend that the principal is not the chairman of the ILT. Mm -hmm. The principal is another, just another member of the team. And right. so, you know, having an ILT chair, it's really a beautiful way to get into leadership, but it's also tricky because you're leading your colleagues and then right. your principal's sitting there at the table, but you're just kind of running the meeting. And so- And that's why it's important you include everybody and give everybody yeah. a role like okay i'm the chair but you're going to be the note taker and guess what today's you're going to lead the meeting so it's like yes. make sure you give everybody opportunity to do the role you're just yeah. there to facilitate yes <laughs> Pretty much. You're, you're just facilitating and let everybody feel like they are a part they are just important as anybody else that's very important that you divvy out all the roles <laughs> and make sure everybody is included yeah. I always thought it was interesting too, because I, there were times when I was a principal that I was frustrated by people bringing up things that were so, I felt like were complaints or they mm -hmm. were saying things weren't going well. And my, mm -hmm. my coach um, who was helping with me develop this idea of an ILT <laughs> said that when you have an ILT, you have a great answer because you can say, that's a really good point. Can you come to our next ILT meeting and bring that up? And he goes, right. they probably won't come. <laughs> and, exactly. But if they, they do, won't. great. But they, they, but you're doing, you're giving an opportunity to do something about what they are saying is a problem. And I thought, wow, it really helped me a lot because then I had an answer to say, yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't you come and help us think about what to do about that? And not only that, but bring it back and bring it back with a solution or mm. an idea of how you want to solve it. Like, don't just bring it back because you had time to think about it now. So that's what right. solution did you come up so that we're not sitting here just, you know, being caught off guard. But if you have that problem, try to come up with a solution before you bring it to the table. Well, Audrey, we really appreciate all your insights. Is there anything that um, you can think of that you want to that you want to help your um, colleagues learn about uh, before we kind of wrap this up? Well, I just want everybody to just stay encouraged. Like I know this year was extremely hard for everybody. Um, but we we did it. <laughs> the school year is almost over. We have accomplished a year of that we never seen before and hopefully never see it again. But we've done it and we can still keep doing the work and making sure that we keep the children first in everything we do. Um, no matter what it is, just make sure you keep the children first and so include them so that they all can get the education they deserve <laughs> and we can build leaders as we um, go through along the process. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps listening to you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Audrey. This is um, such welcome. a privilege for Kathy and I to just be on this podcast and be able to listen to the uh, insightful way that you are bringing a culture building leadership to your school. We so appreciate the opportunity to be partner with you and thinking about that. One of the things that we also like to do is mention to those of you who are listening to this podcast that we encourage you to go to focusschools.com, uh, our website, so that you can see a bunch of ways that you can learn from other schools that are doing this work, but also we would love to hear from you. So if you want to go to our social media pages and join in and share with us what you're doing, because we, we feel like one of the privileges that we have is that we're in lots of schools, but we want to try and share that so you can see what's happening and also share what's happening in your school. We also have blog posts that are going out on a regular basis that are celebrating good work and helping us to learn. And we will continue to um, add to our list of podcasts. And this will this this one will be uh, another in a series of those that we're chronicling the great leadership that's going on in schools. So on behalf of my colleague, Kathy Crum, I want to extend a huge thank you once again to Audrey Williams from the Norfolk Public Schools for joining us today. Thank you so much, Audrey. Thank you for having me. It was an honor being here. 
All right. And we, we wish all of you who are listening to this podcast, we'd like to say thank you for all you are doing today and every day to better the lives of children, and especially those children who need it the most, who have been historically underserved. Um, you are a hero and you are a quiet hero, and we appreciate all that you do. 